Thanks for downloading the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. With the beginning of the holiday season, we're featuring some of our most popular podcasts from the past several months, between now and the start of the new year. Stay tuned for new podcasts coming in January. From everyone at World Challenge and the Gary Wilkerson Podcast, we wish you a joyous and blessed Christmas season. Luke 21, uh, he talks there about plagues and diseases and famines, earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars. But he doesn't, he doesn't conclude like saying, uh, you know, sorry guys, <laughs> you know, I know it's going to be rough. But hang on. You know, he says this is going to be an opportunity for your testimony. And to me that has two, phase, two prongs to it. One is uh, being fearless and having faith like you talked about earlier in the midst of storms like this is a testimony in itself. Even if you don't say anything, just people asking, how are you living without any kind of anxiety and fear? Or, and then secondly, maybe even helping somebody. The spread of the coronavirus has struck a deep chord of anxiety in our country. The quarantine and unstable stock market have only added to people's fears. Many believers, though, may find their family and friends are open to the gospel for the first time. In this week's special episode of the Gary Wilkerson Podcast, Keith Holloway joins us again to discuss how believers can steady their hearts. And with that piece comes opportunities to share the reason for our hope. If this podcast encourages you and you'd like to see other resources that deal with the coronavirus, please visit our website at worldchallenge.org slash COVID. That's worldchallenge.org slash C-O-V-I-D. Now here's our host, Gary Wilkerson. Uh, welcome once again to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast, and I'm here with my dear friend and theologian and missionary, uh, Keith Holloway. Uh, he was with us last week and brought some really good insights. If you haven't seen that podcast, I want to encourage you to go back to last week as well. And, uh, and there's also other resources available for us at uh, worldchallenge.org. Um, in a season like this where some people are self-isolating, I think it's really important to uh, use this time wisely to, to use it to grow in your faith, to be encouraged in your faith, and and certainly to overcome any fear or anxiety or stress that we might have. Uh, and we're going to talk about fear today, and we're gonna, we're going to just kind of put a nail in that coffin of fear of uh, uh, just just trying to put that thing to to to, to flight today because it 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 uh, it just. Uh, destroys what the work God wants to do in us. So Keith, thanks for being with us today. Looking sure. forward to talking to you a little bit more. Uh, so fear, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with a few things and I wanted you to respond mm-hmm. as well. Uh, as, I, as I think about fear, the, the, to me, I, I see it as being, there's the presenting problem of fear and then there's something underneath that fear. Uh, so people that, for instance, people that have a fear of flying, uh, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but in reality, is they have a fear of crashing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're just like they're up in the air. Like, how's this thing going to hold up in the air? People that have a fear of, let's just let's say, spiders, they're really afraid the spider's going to bite them and not turn them into Spider-Man, but uh, actually cause them to to die. You know, it'd be a, sure. a, a deadly spider. It's like we're afraid of you know the black widows, not so much the daddy long legs. And so fear is, <clears throat> fear is, fear is taking. Um, the Psalms talk about, uh, David was talking about when he got sick, he said, all my friends are imagining the worst. They see me never getting up off my bed. Uh, and, and fear is, is the imagination. Uh, you know, so I know when, when this, the coronavirus thing started to present itself, uh, you know, here in the United States, my wife said, uh, she came to me one day and said, man, my wrists are really hurting here, really sore. 
And my first thought was really strange. Like, uh, I wonder if that's, I'm going to go online and see if that's one of the uh, <clears throat> symptoms of coronavirus. And uh, obviously it wasn't. And then later on, I found out she had overdone it on her Pilates machine. She had, oh. she had and so, uh, you know, but that's what, that's what fear does. It takes sure. something that is serious and sobering, but turns it into the zombie apocalypse. It turns it into me and my whole family are going to die of this. We're going to, you know, and, and the reality is, you know, we have in America and around the world lost some people and we will lose some people. So there is a, there is a reality to this, but the, the, you know, Jesus called the vain imagination of where we take something and we, we, we run it down. And so, you know, there's, there's fears of fear of death. What, what do you think of uh, theologically, scripturally, when you uh, think of fear? What, what are people really wrestling with? Well, uh, as we were talking off camera, uh, the idea that um, uh, a pastor recently said that uh, if you have a fear issue, mm. it's likely related to a faith issue. It sure is, yeah. And uh, those are, are not synonymous terms, of course. Uh, they're in contrast to one another. Whereas the fear would, uh, fighting against the fear, uh, when we talk about living by faith and moving in faith, a lot of people, well, what does that really mean? Uh, obviously, faith is putting your whole hope and trust in God. And fear, uh, one of the first thing fear does is seeks to magnify or increase circumstances, the unknowns, mm. and brings you to a place where you don't, maybe don't even recognize it, but you've diminished God. And yeah. in, in, in your in your mind, in your heart, the fear becomes so big, God becomes small. Or, yeah, all yeah. the circumstances look so overwhelming. Uh, it's a it's a time of unknown. Uh, uh, your mind, like you say, the vain imaginations run wild. What if could this be like? Uh, and it it tends to cause the uh, a diminishing of God in our uh, in our in our mind and in our heart. I don't want to interrupt you because that's a good thought. I want you to continue that. But but my uh, my mind's racing as well as you know the sovereignty of God. You can't diminish it because it is what it is, but, sure. but in our minds it becomes diminished. Oh, so absolutely. God becomes smaller, our problems mm-hmm. become bigger. And that's sure. what you're talking about, the, f- the faith or Right. Or what fear. is it, Proverbs uh, 23, 7, as a man thinks, so is he. If we're thinking about the magnitude of all the natural circumstances in front of us uh, and, and we're watching the news 24-7 uh, and we're only looking at those things, uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, it can be a subtle thing where our concept, our, our belief, our faith level in God begins to diminish. So if there's a fear issue, there's likely a faith issue. And this pastor said, and if you have a faith issue, there's likely a God issue. The and way you perceive God. The way you're perceiving right. him. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Our last broadcast, we talked about how uh, it's easy to perhaps move to where we pray, and we say we're praying, but the reality is we're praying with this kind of uh, abstract hope. I hope God hears me. I hope he'll protect me. In reality, uh, as you say, the sovereignty of God is absolute. It's uh, unyielding. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our perception to it, if we think on these things, then we can walk in that confidence. We can walk in that security. Also, combating fear is, um, is actually acknowledging your circumstances. Mm-hmm. Many times the psalmist would say, look, I'm in a dire place. The enemy's against me. I've got nothing. I'm, I'm left alone. I'm in the miry clay. He acknowledged the circumstances, yeah. but he lifted. In that time, he lifted his voice. He lifted his heart. Yeah. That was faith arising. You know, he was being put to the test, and, and we are today being put to the test. But that faith is always seeking to rise up, elevate God, 
lift our hearts and our thoughts to him mm -hmm. and it stabilizes us and keeps us ready and prepared yeah. for the tasks at hand that's really good that's good I, as i was listening to you i was thinking uh, i'm going to use this as a uh, this is a seesaw and uh, you know on one side is is faith and the other side is fear yeah. and as as fear becomes heavier in our heart and more we concentrate on that you know it 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 it, weigh, it weighs towards that and god wants to to, to have the, you know, and the word glory in Hebrew, yeah, I know you know this, uh, speaks of weightiness. It's the mm -hmm. thickness. It's the thick presence of God. That, that's where he wants the weight to be uh, on, on the thickness of the presence. There's nothing that, nothing that turns fear to flight like uh, the, the, the weightiness of God, the, mm -hmm. the sovereignty of God, the, the glory of God, the majesty of God. The, it's the, the, in its reality, it's the presence of God. Yeah. Uh, the, and and that, that, that weight brings us down to the, to the solid foundation yes. and, and kind of causes, mm -hmm. I almost, it's a little bit silly, but you know, picture the seesaw going so strong that it just flings <clears throat> fear away. And that, sure. But the concept of God then comes into play. The, the third, third thing you said is that the faith issue is a God issue. Yeah. You know, and it's, and uh, I think Tozer is probably our best Christian writer of the last few <clears throat> centuries when it comes to uh, speaking of that, you know, the majesty of God. I'm reading uh, mm -hmm. a couple of his works right now, and just really helping me in, in a season like this. Uh, that 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 he talks about the, the anything we have in our life, whether it be fear or a sin issue, you know, is a wrong perception of who God is. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what you're speaking of, isn't it? That, well, it know. is. Uh, uh, you know, all of us uh, we read books, right. and so I'm reading right now the Life of Christ by F. W. Farrar. Uh, the edition in 1888, wow. uh, writing from uh, from England uh, hmm. on the life of Christ, and 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 in it he's really bringing this sometimes life of Christ, the whole issue of Christ and our life in Him is a bit abstract to some people. Hmm. Uh, they they have imagined what it's like. The reality sometimes can be missing, and he's saying that the life of Christ that is within us is always seeking external uh, uh, exhibiting. In, in other words, it has a reality. Mm -hmm. And I think now in our times, what we're facing, many people are being challenged, not even by external. I think they're being challenged internal. Yeah. What I have, is it going to stand the test? What I have in me, is it enough to see me through? Is it going to be God ever-present? Is he an ever-present help to us? Mm -hmm. And these are challenges that people are facing. And even that can be quite fearful for people. Mm -hmm. it, you know, uh, Jesus said, when I return, uh, will I find faith on the earth? Oh, you faithless. So, wow, can I even have faith? <laughs> so some are seeking, how do I know if I have faith or not? I just say that, you know, faith will always drive you to the Word of God. Mm -hmm. If you're not a student of the Word of God, then you're just a reader. And uh, while reading is better than nothing, but mm -hmm. the faith will drive us to the Word of God. The Word of God will speak to us and reveal to us that life of Christ. That becomes an ever-present help. It, the Scriptures will speak to us in these times. It'll give us directions. It'll give us specifics that we can focus on. Um, I'd like to just share with you, Gary, mm -hmm. uh, Psalms 103. Yeah. It's a scripture we say a lot. But bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Uh, bless His holy name. Well, people right now, the circumstances, they may say, I don't sure I feel a lot like blessing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very concerned, and this could be very dangerous, and what do I do? Uh, the psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Do not forget all of his benefits. Uh, who forgave all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeemed your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness, 
tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Well, amen. I'm encouraging myself reading that, you know, uh, to remember the benefits of God. Today's a bit dark for many. Uh, faith is being challenged. Circumstances are changing. Uh, uh, unknown. We're in unknown, uncharted waters for most. Yet the scriptures, that's why I say faith rises in us, should drive us to the word of God. And let's hear God's word to us, God speaking to us. Yeah. And uh, encourage us all to remember Take, take a moment today and stop and look back and remember how many times God has seen you through, how many times he's answered prayer, how many times he's healed you, how many times your family's been delivered. Yeah. And that will raise uh, us to a faith level that will not only match, but it'll exceed the challenges of that's, our day. That's, that's right. There's times in my life where I'm <clears throat> struggling with fear of, of something happening in my life. And um, there's this, you know, the older I get in the Lord and, and, and in life, the more now I get in that season of fear or whatever it might be that I know is not the way the Lord would have me to live, there's this sort of gentle thing in the back of my head saying, like, you're going to regret feeling this fear because later on you're going to say, like, I didn't need to fear in the first place or I didn't, you know, exactly. and so, uh, you know, the, that uh, I, I'm learning to deal with it sooner now. Okay, I'm in fear now. I don't want to have to tell the Lord later, like, oh, I'm so sorry I lived two weeks in fear sure. uh, that, uh, to get <clears throat> to bring it to the Lord. And that's what, you know, Psalms 103 and all the Psalms are great. Mm -hmm. In a season like this, that would be, uh, you know, just just immerse ourselves in the in the book of Psalms, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you know, David, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. He he honestly faced his, mm. uh, you know, he said, "Lord, you've abandoned me. I'm, I'm on my sick bed. My pillow has has become a, a pool of tears." Mm -hmm. So he he was honest. So, uh, Keith, I'm gonna just just uh, talk about three things real quickly that the Lord, I believe the Lord's put on my heart that that it can help people through a difficult season like we're we're in 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 the world today. Uh, number one is to look in, uh, and you and you kind of address this with the faith issue to look look in to see what what's going on in our heart mm -hmm. uh, a, a lot of Christians do not feel comfortable looking in they they feel it's like a oh it's a negative confession I feel some mm -hmm. fear that's oh I'm not gonna uh, I'm gonna and really what they're doing is suppressing it mm -hmm. they're, they're not dealing with it they're 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 putting it down covering it up and what will happen then it turns into if that fear turns into an, a deeper uh, anxiety mm -hmm. um, it's it's actually called dread mm -hmm. uh, and it'll it'll come up in it could come up in physical sickness it can come up in in anger it comes it comes out in another way so <clears throat> look in and uh, uh, and, and 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 admit, you know, again, that's where the Psalms are good. At mm -hmm. David was really clear about here's the present circumstances I am facing, and I'm going to confess that to the Lord. I'm going to share that <clears throat> with the Lord. The second one is to look up. Um, if you just look in, that's that's where you get, you know, you get on the, the therapist couch and continually rehearse the same problems you're facing over and over again for years and decades even. Uh, and so the <clears throat> look in only gives us. Uh, hope if and faith if we secondly look up right. we, we look to our redeemer <clears throat> and uh, so uh, I like this in Psalms 46 verse 2 and 3 it says so we will not fear when earthquakes come and when mountains crumble into the sea verse 3 let the oceans roar and foam let the mountains tremble as the waters surge I'm just stop there for a second because David is not saying <clears throat> Uh, in Christ, you know, or in our hope, the, the earthquakes won't come, or the mountains won't crumble, or the oceans won't rage or form. He says, uh, we will not fear when those things happen. Mm -hmm. So, so the reality of the fallen world from Genesis one on to the to to the to the healing waters of Revelation twenty two, I think it is, uh, in between those two trees of the tree of the garden and the tree in the book of Revelation, in between those two trees. There's, there's going to be 
um, you know, uh, uh, <clears throat> the scripture called about the earth groaning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as 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 it as the strug- as it struggles, and it, there's this thing, you know, and that's that 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 that, are, that is all these things that he's talking about. Uh, <clears throat> so it's not uh, these things might happen, but these these things. Uh, happen and I, I loved uh, David, David's thing. His let 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 the oceans roll. Let yeah. you know, bring it on, man. Sure. Bring it, bring on anything you got. And he says in, in in the key verse here to me is, for God is my refuge. He is my strength, always ready to help me in my time of trouble. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, so this is so brilliant to me that that the Christian has a response even to death. You know, we talked to, we started this podcast, the fear of death. Mm-hmm. So some people are going to face death. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are going to be Christians. There are there are going to be pastors who who are actually will older pastors maybe that that this thing will will bring an end to their physical life, mm-hmm. uh, and so, so 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 we could be mistaken in thinking, well, I thought you said God is my refuge and my strength to help me in time of trouble. Well, then shouldn't that person got raised up off of their deathbed? Well, no, maybe he's going to help them live a, a, a godly life and then have a. A, a peaceful death, a godly death, a death that is is like again, as Paul saying, uh, for me to live is Christ and to die is is yeah. gain. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I got uh, I was diagnosed with cancer a few years ago, <clears throat> and when the uh, my doctor called me on a Thursday, I never forget Thursday night. She said, "You have thyroid cancer," and I just said, "Oh wow, that's that's scary." She said, well, "I'll see you Tuesday," and I hung up the phone, and I uh, thought. I should have asked her what is thyroid cancer or what, what you know. And she said, you know, "Just I got to wait till Tuesday now." So I called her back. Said, uh, "You know, I want to find out what kind of cancer this is, and you know, what are the prognosis, and am I going to die tomorrow, or do I have a little bit of time to live?" <clears throat> and uh, you know, again, that we talked about last week the imagination going, mm-hmm. going crazy. And so, uh, <clears throat> you know, I tried to call her back, and she didn't answer uh, Thursday night. And then, and then I made the big mistake of going. Uh, to online, you know, the WebMD, <clears throat> and so there's two types of thyroid cancer. One is uh, you have about six months to live and there's no cure for it, and the other one is probably the best kind of cancer you possibly could get because it's uh, very easily treatable and it doesn't return very often. And But I, I didn't know till Tuesday I go in my office, into her office, <clears throat> and she tells me, oh, you have the good kind. <clears throat> but for four days there, I was literally in, I was, you know, I was crying myself to sleep. I was telling my wife, like, I... You've been such a great wife. I love you. Here's where the, my will is, and here's the, you know, and so so uh, there's you know the that but but I could have had the other kind, and and, and you know I th- I think there are many godly men and women who have gone to be with the Lord, mm-hmm. who had faith. They, it wasn't like they had a negative confession or anything like that. Sure. And so, but but regardless, live or die. We, we we to the to our last breath, you know, and, and our life is a blade of grass, but to our last breath, we can we can claim this. No matter what happens to the earthquaking and the mountains crumbling and the oceans roaring and mm-hmm. and the pandemics spreading across, God is my refuge. He's my strength. He's my Amen. He's always ready, always ready to help me uh, live or die. He's with mm-hmm. me in all of these processes. And then the last one is just look outward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look look in to see what's what we're struggling with, and we look up and present it to God, and then we look out to others and say, mm-hmm. "Okay, uh, now I can be a help." Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that this is what Jesus talked about in Matthew. Um, I, well, actually, you know, it, it's it's been Matthew, and then Luke twenty one. You know, he talks there about plagues and diseases and famines, earthquakes, and wars, and rumors of wars, but he doesn't he doesn't conclude like saying. Uh, you know, sorry guys. <laughs> you know, I know it's going to be rough. Uh, hang, you know, he says this is going to be an opportunity for your testimony, mm-hmm. and to me that has two phase, two prongs to it. One is uh, being fearless and having faith, like you talked about earlier, in the midst of 
storms like this is a testimony in itself. Even yes. if you don't say anything, you just people asking, how are you living without yes. any kind of anxiety and fear? Or, and then secondly, maybe even helping somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I particularly say maybe younger people mm-hmm. finding somebody in your neighborhood that might need you to run to the pharmacy for them sure. uh, or to pick up some... Uh, pick up an extra roll of toilet paper at the grocery store and just just tell your neighbor, you know, hey, you, just, you might need this. And mm-hmm. uh, just so it's a, it's an outward focus too, which mm-hmm. I think is one of one of the great ways to circling back around, looking inward. One of the great ways to stop looking inward too much mm-hmm. is by focusing outwardly as well. So. Sure. Sorry, Keith. I didn't mean to That's a good have sermon. you sit there doing, a, doing, my, doing my sermon. That's a good sermon. Well, you I'm mentioned another an pastor. You mentioned another pastor sermon. I got jealous. I wanted to give you one of my own. So. Well, what what you were saying uh, caused me to think back uh, how readily uh, we would run to Hebrew uh, Hebrews chapter eleven. You know, it's the it's the hall of faith. You know, uh, I'm going to measure myself by these uh, hall of famers of yeah, the faith. Right. You know, uh, but when you look at that. You'd say, well, that's a faith that I might not know much about. Faith that carries you through, subdues kingdoms. And, you know, you read through there the the overwhelmingly powerful supernatural things that uh, happened in their lives, but they all paid the ultimate price. Yeah. And then when you, you, you follow that? The, what do you mean they paid the ultimate price? Well, they died. Oh, okay. The, yeah. they, many right. of them, most of them died uh, Not, as a martyr. They're all dead now. But yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. they're all dead for <laughs> but, sure. Yeah, but they, uh, for sure by but now. Yeah, because, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think in the church today, we love to preach the first half of, of that Hebrews 11. Right. You know, it's like they conquer kingdoms and mm-hmm. they slew giants and they did. Uh, but we don't really, you don't hear many sermons on the second half of, yeah. of Hebrews 11 of, that they were sawn in half and. You know, yeah. but, but, but both of them are faith, right? Sure. Yeah. And, and the carry through for me that applies to us today, you walk through, if you will, the hall of faith and you look at each of these personalities <laughs> and you see lives uh, of normal men and women, not all in uh, positive circumstances. Right. Not Some of them operated when they were under uh, control of other governments and so <laughs> forth. But they walked by faith. They served God like David in their generation. They made a mark. Uh, but they paid also a price, right? Yeah. But when you carry that then on into chapter 12, it's like the writer is bringing it. This is the past, now bringing it to you. To run this race, this race of life, to challenge uh, the challenges of your day, you, you've got to look unto Jesus. Uh, and, and it's uh, strongly uh, tied mm-hmm. to what you say. Look up. Okay. You know, look to the hills. Uh, there's more, I would say, on the look to the hills. But on this... Um, uh, remind, re, let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside sin. Let's take this opportunity when everything that's shaken can be shaken. Let's take this opportunity. Let's lay aside these things that have become uh, a heaviness to us, that bog us down in our walk with Christ, and especially sin. This is a great time. Mm-hmm. God is challenging our hearts. Uh, this is not a time to be introverted and go into despair and depression and, uh, oh, I'm such a depraved guy. You remember back mm-hmm. more years than we want to admit, <laughs> I went through a season like that. Uh, and you snapped me out of it one day. You said, man, get a hold of yourself. Uh, the, there's grace. Grace is there. You remember. Uh, that's 40 years ago, but that's still uh, applicable today. We were both six years old. Yeah, the time, absolutely. Right uh, and, uh, you know, it says, so how, how do we run today with endurance? How do we run today with perseverance? How are we going to make it through this? And that's really what people are saying because it's the unknown. Well, the scripture again, uh, let us run with endurance, the race, the life. How? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You realize our faith, we say it's ours, but it's only ours because it's been given to us 
by Christ. It's really Christ's faith in us yeah. that he's given us. It's the gift of faith. And, and that faith grows like a muscle. The more we use it, the more we put it, put it out there, yeah. it grows, it gets stronger. We're more able to endure. We've got a spirit of perseverance. We're going to make it through. We're going to give praise to God. We're going to have a good word for our neighbor. We're going to serve those uh, who we can, when we can how we can. Yeah. We're not going to be in fear and trepidation. We're not going to put signs on the door, stay six feet away. Yeah. Don't call me because I'm isolated. <laughs> right. No, it's it's a boldness. It's saying God is sovereign. He's over me. Right. I'm going to run my race. If I pay a price, amen. Mm -hmm. uh, if not, then my faith is growing and I've been obedient to the call. And uh, we just leave it in that sovereign hand of God. Wow. wow. That is. I like that. I like that you're uh, you're encouraging me to trust, you know, and that's <clears throat> so. Well, I was reading some yeah. scriptures in Revelation. People typically wouldn't go to Revelation for comfort, <laughs> but it does say, uh, you know, share these words. Uh, Paul, I think it's in uh, maybe it's First or Second Thessalonians uh, specifically. But comfort one another with these words, and the words were related to things to come in the end times. Uh, so I think these times, by and large, you, you you're hearing voices. Mm -hmm. Those those are not necessarily voices of faith voices right. of the sovereignty and the greatness of our God. It's not voices that are saying uh, uh, that we're going to fulfill the plans and the destiny that God has for us. Humanity, even when we watch the news, we hear government people saying, we're going to come out bigger, better, stronger. Well, uh, you know, we all say amen to that. Uh, and we believe toward that. But there may be a time when something doesn't quite turn out that way. Yeah. And we have challenges, long, ongoing things. Uh, after the uh, the plague back in the mid-1300s, can you imagine 50, 75, 100 million people dead? Yeah. It disrupted everything, and it took them a long while to, to get over just that sickness, but to get back to what we would call normalcy. Yeah. And um, how, do, how are we going to make it? That's the key. What are, what are we to do? Uh, because people may be facing loss of paychecks. Uh, sickness of friends and family. Mm -hmm. This has to be a message that resonates uh, inside the hearts. Look to Jesus. As you mm -hmm. said, look in to us, check ourselves, lay aside weights and sins, look to Jesus, look up, mm -hmm. and remember mm -hmm. his goodness and his kindness and his mercy. This is mm -hmm. a kingdom of grace, which is power. And um, when we say we're going to make it through, we're going to make it through according to the plans and the purposes yeah. of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because his plans, his purposes mm -hmm. are not being derailed. That's they right. didn't go off track. Yeah. This didn't catch him asleep. Yeah. He fully knows. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Yeah. His ear is open to the cry of the righteous. His right arm is still outstretched to pick up. Mm. We just have to believe. Well, I like that. Be I say believe and obey. Mm -hmm. they, they go hand in hand. You so do. this is a time where believers can really walk in uh, obedience and walk in strength. Mm. And uh, I think that it will uh, be a sharp contrast to what perhaps is the majority view around us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you talked about the muscle, that, you know, faith is like a muscle. And uh, as you were saying that, I was picturing, you know, the, the, the weights in a gym uh, are, is, you know, the, a, a trainer will tell you you have to have tension. You know, you can't, you can't just go like that and say, oh, I'm doing curls. You have to have a, a weight in there. And I'll take your word for that. <laughs> you know, we've been in the gym together. Uh, you know, so that the, I think that the, 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 chaos and the crisis and the troubles and the trials that those those are the weights and so to the faith muscle <clears throat> takes those things and 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 uses them for 
for growth or for, as Jesus said, opportunity for your testimony, whereas someone without faith will, will avoid those things and just say, ah, run from, run from the problem, run from the crisis, run from, you know, hide in fear and trembling, and, and therefore you don't. And I would encourage people in this season to use the faith muscle now, yes. uh, and, and and to pick to kind of pick those tensions and say, like, mm-hmm. I, I will strengthen myself in the Lord. I, you know, David said, "Why so downcast, O my soul? I'll put my trust in the Lord." And so, uh, because I think you and I theologically would agree, uh, this is not the last of what the end times will will bring upon the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, things will things will. I think in some ways it'll you know, get better uh, because uh, you know Revelation 21 says, "Let he that is holy become more holy." Mm-hmm. In one translation, and he that is filthy become more filthy. That's mm-hmm. kind of the end times picture I have: is the church being triumphant and strong and holy and pure and and uh, militant in a good way of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of loving the world deeply, mm-hmm. but then but then the world becoming more. Uh, <clears throat> depraved and separated mm-hmm. from God and angry at, at the church. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we don't have time to get into a whole lot of end times mm-hmm. theology here today. We could maybe do that on another podcast. But just to say that <clears throat> this won't be the last trial or tribulation we face, you know, no. and uh, th- that muscle has to say, I count it all joy when I work through this situation mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> rather than counting it as. Uh, I'm angry at God. I can't. How, how dare He allow this to happen on the on the world today? Um, more more perilous times will come, mm-hmm. and if we don't learn in some of these, mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to belittle this because it's very serious. But mm-hmm. you know, to some degree, this could be a lesser storm. This mm-hmm. is this is proven right now to be lesser than, for instance, the the, the Black Plague you were talking about in the 1300s. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but regardless of what happens, it's it's. Uh, it's something we we need to learn to to, sure. to 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 grow in rather than. But I think that is the the nature of uh, of the biblical faith. Mm-hmm. It it it's there. We're living. We're operating. Uh, the righteous live by faith and not by sight, but not by feelings. It elevates at a difficult time. Yeah. And uh, I, I would just in challenge, uh, encourage and challenge all of us that uh, at this time, faith would maybe be asking questions. What can I learn? What can I learn yeah. about God? What can I learn about myself? Yeah. What can I learn about my present lifestyle? What changes, positive changes, could I make that would better position me, my family, into the plans and purposes of God? Uh, how could I move from, from uh, level to level in Christ? So, uh, and the question could be when we're talking with our friends, our neighbors, uh, what are we learning? What, what can we see that would improve uh, our our station and uh, not be so um, overwhelmed by you know per, perhaps of that you know Peter Peter said uh, in First Peter chapter two that you know I've tasted that the Lord is good. Uh, this is a time for faith to arise and people to say I know the Lord. I know the Lord is good. I know that every good and perfect gift comes from Him, and we share that you know in in word and in deed uh, uh, to carry. Through on that chapter, he, he's reminding people, you're a chosen race, a, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Why? That you may proclaim the excellency of him who's called you out of darkness mm-hmm. into his marvelous light. Mm-hmm. God is calling people right now at this time, this dark time. God's voice is clearer. It is stronger. Yeah. Uh, and it's calling people to pull them out of that darkness. Uh, that darkness of fear, that darkness of sin, that darkness of godlessness, godlessness, 
to bring them into his light. And we as the believers uh, this time can stand up and proclaim the goodness of God. We can yeah. proclaim the excellencies yeah. of Christ. Wow. So, uh, it's a word that's needed. Yeah, it sure is. I, I'm, I'm being encouraged by hearing it. I really appreciate that. Well, Keith, I'd love for you to uh, take a moment, if you don't mind, just praying for people that sure. are listening to us today. Uh, and I particularly picture this prayer around the uh, the, the faith, fear, God, uh, knowing knowing God, who he is, uh, sure. having a right understanding of God, but, but just helping people uh, through the fear. Do you mind uh, closing us off with a word of prayer? Thank you. Thanks, yeah. And thanks for your words of encouragement. Those scriptures you brought sure. to bear and your thoughts were very, very well spoken. Thank you. Good. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. And we yes, thank you, Jesus. Lord, that uh, in the midst of what we can perceive as a dark time, hallelujah, there is a light that's shining. There is a voice that is speaking. There is a hand that's being extended. And this day we pray uh, that the excellencies of Christ, that the glories of God, the practicality that you deliver men out of darkness, that you pick people out of the miry clay, that you will break off of people fear and mm -hmm. doubt and unbelief. Those things uh, within our belief system, those things which uh, reside within us uh, that would tend to quench faith, you're able and willing this day, Lord, to deliver. Yeah. If any soul would just cry out and say, Father, here am I. Oh, God, here am I. Jesus, I need you. Then you will hear the cries of the righteous. You will hear the cry of the needy. Uh, and we thank you that you are a delivering God. You are a saving God. We thank you that your protection and your promises and your provisions are yes and amen to us. And we pray, Lord, for those today that are struggling, those today that are under the weight. Uh, as Pastor Gary said earlier, the, the anxiety, this is the, the weight, that oppressive uh, spirit, the feelings of un the unknown uh, gripping their hearts, how we pray today that your Holy Spirit would speak your kind and gentle word to them. Yeah. Come unto me. Just come to me. If you're heavy laden, if you're burdened, if you're in fear, if you're in doubt, if you're scared out of your mind, mm -hmm. come to me today and you would give them rest. We, we thank you. We're going to believe you for good things to come. We're going to believe that the destinies that you have for your people and for those that you're calling from darkness to light uh, will come to fruition. And that this day does not have to be a day of being overcome, yeah. but a day to where we can overcome. Yeah. And we can walk in faith, we can walk in hope, we can walk in grace. And Lord, we're thanking you today that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Mm. We ask it and we praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. I was anointed. I felt God's presence there as you were. Amen. And that's going to help people. That, that's a prayer of faith. And that faith is for you that are listening today. Yes. Uh, if you have been blessed at all or encouraged by what you've been hearing last week or this week in this uh, difficult season that we fi face ourselves, find ourselves facing, that we want to encourage you to uh, share that with others. Um, go ahead and um, let them know about this podcast. And also you can subscribe to it. And uh, check out our resources at worldchallenge.org. Uh, there's other materials that will help you through this. And as maybe you have some more time to pursue the Lord, uh, there's some resources there that will, will, will be great help. In the footnotes, there's some, uh, there'll be some, some things on some of the books you mentioned. Maybe you can help us get the title of that book. And I'll share the one about A.W. Tozer that I'm reading right now. And those can be some great resources for you. Grace and peace to you. We we'll look forward to seeing you next week. In the middle of this crisis, we have an incredible peace that we can offer to others. Hard times may darken the world, but this is our chance to shine. 
We hope this special edition of the Gary Wilkerson podcast is an encouragement and fills you with hope, even in the most chaotic times. The Gary Wilkerson podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Sound design for this episode by Mike Hallsmith. This episode was written by Rachel Schimitz. Our producer is Chris Wigington, with video production and editing by Aaron Gale. World Challenge is incredibly thankful for the support we receive from many people across the country who believe in our mission. We are able to continue creating resources like this podcast because of donations from listeners like you. We hope you tune in next week to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast.